Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to For the Water Cooler, the podcast where you get to chat with your favorite coworkers about what you watched last night. I'm Matt Scalisi, and joining me is my virtual office buddy, Caroline Darney, who is wearing her Virginia Cavaliers. Now, I, this is not a football sweatshirt. No, it's, it's, it's a basketball sweatshirt, naturally. But, but you, are, you are absolutely over the moon coming into oh, this yeah. week, Caroline, because your Virginia Cavaliers mm. are the talk of the town in college yes. football. I know yes. we don't do a lot of sports on the show, but... Really, for, for people who listen to us and are not sports people, and I guess I'm mainly talking to my wife, the, <laughs> the Virginia Virginia is, I, I forgive We're me for saying this. We're going through a rough this. patch. Yeah, histor- rough- historically not not an elite football program. That's fair. We have, uh, we have reached number one at one point. Really? Um, yeah, under George Welsh. I will say, so this is our little, like, when we really don't have a lot else to say to, like, Virginia Tech trash talk when they're right. like oh because we own you for 15 straight years we're like yes that is accurate but one of our programs has been number one and it ain't you so one that's time yeah. one time we were good one but time the, but hey hey we went to the orange bowl in 2019 We've had but you but events. you're it's a it's a cause for celebration right now yes. because after a very long drought yes. virginia knocked off a top 10 team on the undefeated. road this weekend. undefeated north carolina Extremely, extremely fun and exciting. And everybody that follows you <laughs> on Twitter was concerned for a minute at the end of the game because you went dark all of I a did. sudden. I did. I uh, did. And that's this is this goes to again, this is to let you into who I am. Both of my parents went to NC State and I was born like my parent, my mom especially is like the most like hates Carolina everything. And so I was on the phone with her um immediately like and the funniest part is so i am also really bad about i get on stat broadcasts which is like the kind of back end yeah that's it's the little tool that media people use to to look at stats during a game yeah and i'm such a cheater i cannot handle knowing that the information about what's about to happen is available and i don't have it so Mm -hmm. like i'm never the person that is like oh i'm gonna be i need to run some errands let me just dvr the game and i'll watch it when i get home like i cannot do that if i know that the answer is out there like i have to so anyway i was you won't give yourself the pleasure of watching it play out in in its most dramatic form you would rather just know the information about what yeah so there are times it's also kind of nice because it's enough of a delay that like it'll pop up and then i can like look and be like oh there's that 22 yard pass that they just mentioned in right the stats so for those this, who didn't this watch is like the- when this is like <laughs> when people read spoilers about a movie they're gonna watch on wikipedia which is weird because i can't stand spoilers for books or movies or tv like that's yeah. the form like how dare you i have to experience that for myself <laughs> um but at the end of the game there was a, an interception with you know 28 seconds left virginia intercepted the ball they would be able to kneel like run out time and the person inputting stat broadcast at first put call overturned like i think they hit the wrong thing and Mm -hmm. so i'm on the phone with my mom 
like freaking out about this was Virginia's first top 10 road win ever. Like they were 0 and 30 before this. Like they'd never, you know, so they, they didn't, haven't played a lot of them on the road or whatever, but I'm like, I have to go. I think they overturned it. <laughs> so I hang up on her. And then I realized that then they immediately as they hung up, the thing updated in stat broadcast that said like, you know, that it was an interception. Virginia has the ball, like all this stuff. And I was just like, Oh my God, I called her right back. And then also I start getting all these texts. They're like, are you okay? Are you there? Who's like all this stuff. So shout out to the uh, cheese it national team of the week <laughs> that's a very prestigious honor the cheese it national team of the week so excited well we're uh we're excited about this week in pop culture because mm-hmm. actually even though technically we will record another episode before halloween this this is the episode i think this is the last episode that will be out before halloween so we're i'm considering this our halloween episode caroline and even though I think a lot of people would assume we would go hardcore horror on our Halloween <laughs> week. That's not what we're about. We really. did. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> we, we did. We, we've we done. Spooky. My, I, I would say Nope is pretty scary. Yeah, Nope um, is scary. Yeah, yeah. But we're. Practical magic. Those music choices were not scary. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We're going a little milder because uh, that's kind of the fall vibe that we're going for. And actually, we're going to be joined by our co-worker at for the win mary clark who's got a post out that is the it's it's a list of cozy fall content so it's it's not scary stuff it's not horror movies it's stuff that you watch during the fall that gives you that cozy vibe and we're going to be talking about one of those picks today which is a delightful animated series called over the garden wall I'm so excited to talk about it. You just saw it for the first time. Yeah. So I'm really anxious to hear your thoughts on it later on. I'm uh, excited out- to talk about this. Yes. <laughs> the, I, voice, I, the voice act, the, um, yeah, the voice acting is fantastic. It really is such a fun, you know, like probably a huge contributor to the chill vibes of the show is just that it's like a bunch of really nice people doing well, the voice acting. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> got Pennywise up in here and you're like, oh, he's so yeah. Oh, oh, that's true. Yeah. I guess he's terrifying. I think he's probably a nice man in real life. Probably. Tim, Tim I'll Curry. never know. Cause I won't go within 10 feet of Tim Curry. Cause he scares the living hell out of <laughs> so me. He'll call you little puppet. Or ah, something like that. Stop. I'm sure he's lovely, but I cannot with uh, he... um, a, a quick bit of business before we get going. A, yeah. a couple of bits of business. Number one, uh, I will mention again, we mentioned it last week. Some of you guys have left us uh, ratings on Apple and Spotify, which we really appreciate. I would love it if those of you who haven't yet would go do that for us. And also, if you're on Apple, uh, leave us a review. Those are very helpful to us, and we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a review. And if you, whoever leaves us the best review, I have promised to make a parody song in your honor. So uh, that's that's we're dangling that carrot out there for you. And best doesn't necessarily mean you have to say the nicest thing. No, it's just the thing we are entertained by the most. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'd prefer if it were a five-star review. It's more of a creative writing assignment, I would say. Yes. (laughs) It was a dark and stormy (laughs) night and then take it from there. But Uh, (laughs) people always love when you start a podcast with like, now let's get down to the business. I know. I know. Everyone gets I look, your Excel spreadsheets out. This is. I think this is fun business because I also want yes. to let people know that Caroline will be on uh, a podcast that we're big fans of and and are, are sort of kindred spirits to, which is the yes. Big Screen Podcast. 
yes. hosted by our friend Kyle Bandujo, who has been on the show already, and we need to have him back on at some point. But Caroline, yeah. you'll be on there this week talking about, I, I believe, one of the contenders for your favorite movie of all time, Aliens. Yeah, so we just dropped today, or so this is you're hearing this Wednesday. This is called you know like that we did boy math, girl math, dog math. I was like, <laughs> podcast, podcast math. math. Yeah. This is podcast math. You're <laughs> listening to this on Wednesday, most likely, which means if you go back in your feed for the big screen sports, the episode that dropped Monday, aka today when we're recording, uh, we talked about the horror movie Alien. Uh, it is a horror movie, it's sci-fi horror, mm-hmm. uh, and is definitely my favorite horror movie it's so good i had such a blast talking with kyle about how great that movie is he makes a really good case for uh jonesy the cat actually being the villain uh which was you know (laughs) fun discussion excellent just stay in one spot cat um but also yeah we get to talk i finally warmed down i've I've been like harassing him for ages (laughs) like since we started doing it was like you know we should do we should do alien aliens so tonight or wednesday night we'll be recording aliens plural the sequel uh which might as 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 you said, might be my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I love the movie so much. I'm so excited to talk about it. Bill Paxton as Hudson in that movie is. Let's just say my sister's dog's name is Hudson, and her amazing. Other is, her other one is Ripley. She has Hudson and Ripley. <laughs> that's fantastic. What what wait, what's the Michael Bean character's name? Oh, that's Hicks. Hicks. Hicks deserves love because he went. Hicks he, is great. He got he got done dirty at the end of uh, at, at the beginning of Alien Three. Yeah, they they were like too many too much extra too many extra people. Him and Newt, good Scott. <laughs> Reset. Yeah, we don't need them. She went to all that trouble to save Newt. <laughs> the end of two. It's awful. And then, uh, yeah, but yeah, there, you know, Wayne Hicks is his name actually because I, I am a big fan of the Alien franchise in in. I think the first movie, I agree, it's like a very perfect little pure horror movie. And then as a franchise, I actually really like kind of the the lore and the world that they end up building in the sequels, even though some of the sequels are not good for sure. Yeah. Three. I kind of like, so hmm, I have very strong, you'd be surprised. I have very strong feelings about this. Um, (laughs) Normally very meek and timid with my opinions on pop culture and media. I consume, um, one and two are definitely like the best. And Those two are- is really where they build the world out. Of, yeah. Like, and you have, that there is, is a giant, movie. and there's a giant evil corporation. Yeah. The bad guy is not the government. aliens guys. It's yeah. not, it's the, it's the corporation that keeps sending them these places to like, like uh, Paul Reiser is one, like for, he's also on the list of like, I see him and I'm like, I don't trust you. Because I know what you did, Carter. Because you didn't grow up watching Mad Carter. About You, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I did a little bit. But then I saw <laughs> Aliens and I was like, don't, mm, uh-uh, watch out. Um, Carter J. Burke. Um, and But then you get to three. I've only seen three like twice. It has popped up on Hulu lately. Hulu yeah. is really, it's like, you've watched a lot of terrible things. Here's more. And that's kind of how I ended up watching all of the Taken movies this weekend and all of the Transporter movies. My so God. somebody saved me from myself. Um but then you get into like, what is it? Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection Rider. is extremely weird movie. So and weird. Brad and, Dourif, um, though. X Files guy. Yeah, and, um, and and yeah. I mean, I think we just don't acknowledge AVP at this what? point. The but, first one is fun. Yeah. I will say the first one's fun. But my biggest beef with like Prometheus, right? Because I really, I, I think Prometheus is a pretty good movie. The problem is I needed either less alien lore or more. Like, <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's where they end. Cause they're like, no, it's separate. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they give you like just enough where you're like, 
JK, what? it's an alien movie. Yeah, but, so but, I got really annoyed at that. I was like, either I need you to just be like, this is a prequel to Alien, and we're going to tell you how right. that ship ended up there full of eggs for an idiot sandwich to walk down there. <laughs> Kane is just like, let me see, what do you think's down this hole? While Lambert's over there like, we should leave. And, and I will say, the, the, I can't I can't even remember the name of the, of the last one. I, Covenant? I, Covenant. Covenant, yeah. A bad, a bad movie, but... but an incredibly weird and interesting and fun performance from Michael Fassbender in that movie. Incredible performance. Who plays a android who I think um, wants to to have like a physical relationship with a copy of himself. Am I right about this? I'm trying to be careful about how I say it. I think I remember that. It was a very strange... It's a real weird scene. It's a real weird movie. In an otherwise like dumb slasher movie, basically. Yeah, I need to watch it again, because I, I think I've only seen it once in theaters. And I remember like it connected some of the alien stuff. Like They were like, okay, it's aliens. Like We'll lean in. Um, but he is so good. Like we, They really did a great job casting the artificial humans as as and in every like, in every involved. one of these movies whoever is the android is yeah. really good that, that's always a good a good oh. casting move and lance henriksen in oh, two and so three is good. really good yes and that's the thing that one of the things that kyle and i talked about is when the trailer for alien if you haven't and you have a second like just google like alien trailer um, and watch the original 1979 trailer. You don't see the face hugger. You don't see the chest burst. You don't see the fact that that there is an android. So you don't even know that there's a that there's a right. Robot a lot of surprises in that movie the first and time. So yeah. I, oh man, I can't even imagine sitting in the theater. That soundtrack, that because the practical effects in this movie are fantastic for night. Have you have oh you ever God. seen? I'll, I'll ask you this, and then we then we can move on from Alien. But <laughs> have you ever seen this photo? This famous photo of. Uh, an, a test audience watching the the chest burster scene. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you after the show. But go go Google if you're a listener. Go Google test audience alien audience photo. Um, something oh, like that. No. Some combination of that. And so everyone looks like they're about to throw up and and Incredible. cry. And then there's one guy in the back row who has this huge grin on his face, like he absolutely <laughs> loves it. <laughs> that's amazing. well and that's my favorite piece of trivia about that scene is they didn't know exactly what was going to happen and they didn't know that there was going to be the blood effect and so like yeah. the reaction that you get from like um lambert i'm forgetting her. she also was an x-files <laughs> like, yes all uh, of these people like um why am i blinking on i think name? her i think yeah i, I think cartwright. Is it Cassand- yes cartwright yeah so she plays Veronica cassandra spender yeah. in yeah. Anyway, so the, her reaction is like, and so, and Tom scared is so good. This it's such a good like, it's such a good horror movie. Like, there's so yeah. many good twists and turns, and like you bear. I think the alien is only on the screen for like four minutes of this movie, but the tension is so high, and like the way that they use the sound effects, and like, oh, it's so. Well, good. Look, I want to transition this into another thing that you and I have been watching, uh, and you begged me to watch it last <laughs> week, and I followed I through on it. And so, so the first three episodes mm-hmm. of the series called Lessons in Chemistry is are, are now out on Apple TV. As you're listening to this, the fourth episode comes out. I think right. they're going to drop new episodes on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, but we have both seen the first three episodes. And I, I will say, first of all, if you're listening to this, if you are planning to watch it, um, 
or read skip, the book, I guess. Or read the book, sure. <laughs> skip ahead because there is a there is a spoiler that we have to talk about uh, yeah. in, in the course of talking about this show. This is my therapy. I've, this but is why I demanded you watch this because I is, needed to talk to somebody It is about truly it. a shocking development. And I will say, uh, Francesca, my wife, saw it coming about 30 seconds before it happened. And <sighs> she, she was like, oh, God, they're going to do this, aren't they? And <laughs> I was like, I bet, sh- I well, bet you're so right. Well, so let's set up. So the premise is there's, it's what, 1950? It's in the 50s, 50s for sure, 50s? right? Yeah, yeah, early 50s, we're in there. And Brie At Larson. Harvard. Yeah, Brie Larson is working. So she was working towards her doctorate to become a chemist. Um, and instead, because of a, like, they go through, like, kind of her history and background. It's really unfortunate uh, and unbelievably probably, I don't want to say common, hopefully not common for the time, but maybe common for the time. I mean, probably, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, and But yeah, she's she is assaulted. And, yeah, by, and by become, a superior, right. uh, co-worker superior. And when it goes forward, when she comes forward with it, it's all put on her and she attacked him to get away. And so she, they were like, we'll let this slide if you apologize for stabbing him with that pencil. Um, and you just sit there and you're kind of like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. Um, and so she ends up working at, uh, at Harvard at this lab and they won't let her run her own experiments. She's clearly brilliant. She's, um, socially awkward. Is that the right way to, I don't, sure. I don't know. If that's I mean, for, right way, for but... good reason too. Yes. I, yes. Probably, yes. probably a naturally socially awkward person, but obviously also has yes. like lots From of reasons to just, trauma. yeah, she has PTSD, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's interesting this show because they, they are simultaneously setting us up with this this uh, you know sympathetic character who's been through yeah. a lot and is in a and world where is where She's men so she has no reason to trust men and they're all awful to her and then she meets um, Lewis Pullman who oh. is the son the real life son of Bill Pullman oh. and as and that Caroline knows from <laughs> Top Gun so Maverick much, and he plays he plays basically the nicest a man could possibly have been expected yes. to be in the 1950s. Yeah. He, oh man, he's, he is so good in this role. And I think that's where, when the twist happened, I was so shocked, extra shocked. And so they end up unsurprisingly like, and this was in the kind of the previews, like they get together. And so she is, is, you know, doesn't want to get married. Doesn't want to have a family. She wants to prove that she's good and can. Right. Because they're, they're both, they're both in love and they like respect each other's minds and yes. are working together on important work as chemists. And the, the way that he was like, cause I was thinking I was getting to some sort of rom-com thing. Yeah. So the way that he's like, you know, I don't think I can't do this because I, I have feelings for you and it's not fair to you in this work environment. Cause you want, there are things that you would like to achieve and like that. And I was like, this is like even the sweetest way of being like, I have feelings for you and yeah. I don't want to, but then she's into him too, because obviously it's Lewis Pullman and he's so charming. Put him in every rom-com this second. But it, I wondered, I was like, man, they got together so fast. Like, yeah. I thought this was going to be, I thought the uh, show was them like falling in love. I think that's it what, is not. I think that's what made uh, my wife go, something bad's about yes. to happen. There's too many episodes left. So, spoiler alert, he gets hit by a bus, literally. Yep. <laughs> um, while running with the dog. And then they open episode three from the perspective of the dog. And I was like, So tell me weeping. what you think about this, by the way, because this, this is, 
I I was not really sure. I I, I will say ultimately, I think they did pull it off. Yes. But the initial shock of this is a a pretty straightforward story. Yes. And then we get to episode three, and, and we're doing the we're doing the a dog's a dog's life, a dog's purpose. What is those movies where it's like the dog is narrating? No, I was kidding. <laughs> what's what's it called? <laughs> what are the what, you know? Uh, think- what is this genre of movie where? It's a story about a dog, and we get like a, a human narration of the dog's inner monologue. Yeah, whatever we want to call that genre of movie. Usually, childs. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's not. And this is the thing: it's usually not pulled off very well. And I think you're right because at first, look, I immediately cried because you know how you know how I am with like pets and stuff, and I was already I sad know. about. I knew I knew that it would upset you specifically for sure. I was so upset about my sweet sweet Lewis Pullman. Um, mostly because like, yes, and it is, it serves as a catalyst in the story. You like for her to have to take on things and overcome grief. And it's actually like episode three, I thought was true. Like was really beautiful. It was really, it's a really well done episode. It's how she deals with grief. It's how she gets through things. She gets to meet the next, the across the street neighbor who is fabulous. I need to look up the actress because she is she is captivating. Like that is a woman who like, she speaks right. and you are drawn. She's we, gorgeous. You're drawn to it. And we should saying. also, we should also, it's worth mentioning. That's another part of why you love Lewis Pullman's character so yes. much is that he's also, he is a white man in the 1950s who is incredibly kind to his black female neighbor. And her two um, kids. Yeah. And, and even though he does um, sort of disappoint them at, at, at one point, in a sort of makes up for it. Yeah. He's, he's, he's obviously like they show us in every possible way. Like this is a deeply good guy in a world where most guys are not good. And it's so tough. It's so tough to take that away from the characters, but also I, I can, I, I think there are like, as soon as it happened, I immediately started thinking back to like, they did leave us some signs that, that, this was going to be something that they were going to do in this story. And I, I think back to Brie Larson when they're, when they're talking about, um, you know, her trying to present this important work that they're doing as her work. Yeah. She's, she sort of says something to him along the lines of, I have to be able to stand on my own two feet or, or no one will ever take me seriously. No one will yeah. ever respect me if I'm being propped up. And so, in some ways, I, I don't think that like her being in love with him or having being in a relationship with him means that she's not a serious person or that or right. that it would ha- have hurt her credibility at all. But I think, in a way, they're sort of signaling like this: this person, you you, you do not need another person to be your own person to yeah. stand on your own two feet. But the things that we get from Yes. Other people who actually it's respect us and change. care about us change us and and make yeah. it like empower us to do those things because it's stuff she wasn't looking for at all in him at right. all. Um, and because we should it, say she also finds out after he dies that she's pregnant and that she's yeah. having his baby, which is a whole other thing because she was so uh, opposed to having children because she felt like. If she I did her I can't do over. anything. Right. I yeah. can't accomplish yeah. anything if I have a child. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a, a 
glaring or stark realization of the time period as well. It's a very, so it's based on a book, same name. Um, I'm going to reach out to that author for my therapy bills, having to deal with um, (laughs) seeing my sweet, sweet Lewis Pullman hit by a bus. Um, But I think that's where the dog narration came in, by the way, because it's a much easier. It it feels like like something something you would do in a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I, I really, we got to see if Apple will like send us marketing checks or something. <laughs> Cause I'm telling you, did you finish look, hijack? Like how good I was finished hijack? hijack? I really liked hijack. I, I mean, look, at some point they're going to make something that I watch and don't like, but they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're picking their shots. And like, this is a good looking show. It looks expensive. Yes. It doesn't yeah. look like a Netflix. Sorry. Sorry, Netflix, but it, it doesn't look like a Netflix show. It yeah. looks like, it looks like it was made by a movie crew. And by the way, it, it at least episode three is directed by real movie directors. It was directed by Bert and Bertie who uh, worked with Brie Larson on Captain Marvel um, oh. and have worked and have, uh, have directed several actual legit big movies. So she, I think, and Brie Larson is an executive producer on this show. I, I think, think she, she deliberately went out of her way and said, we're going to tell a story about women and we're going to hire women to direct the episodes yeah. and we're going to make it really good. And Apple, Apple came through. Okay. On it. Yeah. And that's, I think I don't necessarily agree with this critique of Captain Marvel, but there was a lot of stuff made about like her, like isn't that how it always goes, like how likable she is and whatever. Um, but there was, I think that she is so endearing in this show. Like, I do too. I, she, you know, you know what I like about Brie Larson is that she um, is not trying to pull off like cool, sexy movie star all the time. Right. She's not afraid to be like weird and awkward in, in her roles and be and like play unglamorous parts, even though if she wanted to, she could do the other thing. She's a beautiful actress, but she's, I mean, she plays a person that most of the people in the show don't like. Yeah. And is extremely controversial, quote unquote, for the time, as in she doesn't want to partake in the silly girl, quote unquote, girly things at the, you right. know, at the lab. She doesn't want to hang out with the, with the secretaries, which are all the other women that work there. Um, and that's kind of what, it's such a great, they fit, I honestly, if the first two episodes minus the ending were a two-hour rom-com released in theaters, I think it would be a smash. <laughs> Caroline, oh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad that the the rug was pulled out from under you this hard. I am devastated. I thought that this was. Um, I thought that this was like a season-long like. He. I just need to. I just need to reiterate. He is so good in this role, Lewis Pullman. He really is incredibly charming. Yes, Because in, you know, he's been in a couple other things, but actually the first thing that I saw him, it was Maverick. And so like, he's Bob, he's like goofy Bob. He's the NFO shout out NFOs, like all this stuff. Um, Where's my laser Bob? Like, yeah, he's the dork co-pilot. Yeah. People who don't remember the character's names like Caroline does. (laughs) He sits in the back with Phoenix. He's great. Um, Where she's like, no, no, your call sign. He's like, Bob. Bob. Um, But this was like a whole new Bob. Like I think that he worked out for the for the beach football scene, and they were like, "Well, Bob have his shirt on, so we're gonna." He made a deal. He made a deal. He said, "I'll be in this show if if I can show my butt." 
Yeah, and he deal. was like, no, I'm going to take my shirt off. Everyone's going to see the abs that I worked so hard for for Top Gun Maverick. They wouldn't let me show because they had me in a t-shirt. Uh, and I'm going to give you some buns for you know, added benefit. <laughs> what? I want buns in pilot. That's in, that's my in my contract. <laughs> it's added in, and thank goodness. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, listen. Yeah. I and I, I mean, like, look. Some people don't mind spoilers. Uh, if you've skipped ahead to this part, we both highly recommend highly watching recommend. this show. We're going to yeah. follow it the rest of the season. It's really good. Um, I, I'm gonna I want to throw in a quick other thing that I've been watching before we get to our guest segment, uh, which is. I know I just I know I just gave a huge uh, shot at Netflix a few minutes ago, <laughs> but the one thing that I will say Netflix one reliably really good thing Netflix has been putting out are shows from the director Mike Flanagan, who is one of one of my favorite horror directors, um, and is just doing a lot of he's done a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, he's the guy that you would know from The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor, and also had a show called Midnight Mass that was fantastic. And he has a new show uh, that came out last week. It might've been the week before at this point. Yeah. What is time? The Fall of the House of Usher, which is a very, very loose adaptation of a uh, Edgar Allan Poe story. I would say it's more like an adaptation of a bunch of Poe stories yeah. all put together. Um, it's really cool. It is very, very dark and nasty and, <laughs> I would say it's a subject matter that calls for nastiness. It is about nasty, rich people kind of um, being horrible to others and getting their comeuppance. Ooh, but actually, maybe it will be. Into so, so there's a little catharsis in it, but for sure has at, at the second episode, I will say one of the goriest things I have ever seen in a TV show. Oh, it is absolutely gnarly. Oh, so I'm kind of intrigued. Oh, it, it is gloopy. It is <laughs> okay. I'm no longer intrigued. Nasty. <laughs> gloopy. I'm out. <laughs> oh, there, there are squelching. <laughs> you know, you know the little like was it Stranger Things where they had the caption, the closed caption that said squelching Squ- sounds? Or yeah, I do love yeah, Stranger Things. That's that? there's some squelching sounds in this show for sure. Um, but yes, I. If you're into that kind of thing, I I do recommend it. it Mike Flanagan's really good and really smart, and uh, they they're right to trust him with their budget. Maybe not. That, I think they maybe give out money a little too easily at Netflix. <laughs> not but, this time. Yeah. No. This is speaking this is of giving out money too easily from next Netflix. Soon we'll be able to watch the real life Squid Games. <laughs> oh my God! I saw this being discussed. Look, and I'm going to watch. That's the problem. I am the problem. You Hi, are the me. problem. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, because it's just so funny to me. It is just the most like 2023 thing that a show that is meant to to illustrate the dangers of like greed and one rich man's like fantasies and trying to, you know, take advantage of the destitute or in those in desperate need of whatever, um, where they go into so desperate that they will play a deadly game that people were like, no, we should do give people money to actually do this. They're like, just not kill them. That actually sounds like a pretty good show. This sounds like a pretty good idea. This is the, this is the <laughs> meme, this is the meme where, where every time someone comes out with a horrifying AI product and somebody, somebody does, there's that old tweet about how people read these dystopian sci-fi books and they're like, 
That's a pretty good idea. Every time they show one of those Boston Scientific robots doing a backflip or something, I'm like, just <laughs> please, one scientist, will you watch Terminator? Just yeah. one of you. We taught a robot how to load a gun. You're like, why? <laughs> so yeah, so soon we'll be able to uh, recap. Um, so maybe we should we should try and figure out how to do, like again, jokingly about the Virginia-Carolina game was on the CW this weekend. Yeah. And uh, one of the bits that everyone absolutely loved, I will say the ref cam was great. Ref cam was great, but they had these two like sports commentators, football commentators have to be like, don't forget, tune into F boy Island this week. There's nothing. There's nothing. The one thing I will, there's one thing I will miss about watching sec games on CBS is hearing the commentators (laughs) have to do ad reads for CBS content for like the uh, sitcoms. I, I think yeah, the sitcoms are really funny and there was one earlier this year where <laughs> where, where uh the, the announcer the announcer had to do an ad read for some things sometimes dead is better. Pet Cemetery Origins <laughs> coming out on Paramount <laughs> Plus. Why is it so funny? Discover the horrifying origins of the Indian <laughs> burial ground. Now, it's, now back to Alabama versus Texas A&M. It's so funny. Just already some nice guys have been sent home. Will the F boys win? <laughs> Tune in Wednesday night on the CW after, after an it's the rerun cross- of Riverdale. <laughs> crossing the streams on that stuff is so funny. Man. And it's I like love back it. to Georgia Tech, Louisville. <laughs> Okay, sorry. We've got it. We're going to get to our our, uh, pop culture potluck segment after a quick break. So we'll be right back. All right. And we are back. I'm so excited to have our guest on this week, associate editor over at For the Win with us, but mostly known as our resident Philly fan, everything. Uh, I guess we're still in what one game away now from the fighting fighting Phils. Um, so Mary Clark, welcome. Thanks for joining Hi. us. Anything? Uh, any new talk that the Diamondbacks have done, or sorry, the D-backs have done that have enraged Philly fans, or not enraged Philly fans, but uh, enticed them to, I don't know, make fun signs or. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Nothing I mean, I don't know good. when this podcast is going to go up, but I hope by the time <laughs> it does, the Phillies are in the World Series, and I don't look back at this and be like, "Caroline, you jinxed it." Oh no! Because... See, that's why I didn't say. Yeah, no, there's still well, no, no, no. There are good things. I mean, the Phillies are back at home for the final two games, yep. and they never lose at Citizens Bank Park. Cross your fingers. What a, uh, what yeah, a wild life it must be like to to live in a place where there's like multiple major sports things happening all at the same time. This I'm, I'm from, I'm from a place that really only cares about one sport and it's the entire year. And but it's golf. I mean, oh. you have like, I, in my mind, Mary, I, I'm, I'm like my first thought talking to a Philadelphia sports fan was like, well, obviously the thing that she cares the most about right now has to be that football game that was on last night. Uh, because that's the only thing that I, that I pay attention to in this part of the world. <laughs> Because also, like half the players in that game are from Alabama. Also, oh yeah, it's, it's Alabama and not Georgia, right? That the Eagles have. Yeah, like, but but like, but I mean, genuinely, where you are right now, are more people paying attention to the Eagles or the Phillies? No, it's the Phillies. The Eagles. I mean, I was talking to my family that was like, I would absolutely sacrifice a Birds win for the Phillies to get to wow. the series. Like, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like, uh, no offense to the Birds, but you know they just had their Super Bowl and. Super Bowl win, however many years ago, 
uh, and I want to see this Phillies team win the World Series. But it's it's weird because like growing up, Philly like sports used to be like absolutely terrible. Like right. they would never make it to like the like the championship. They would always like stumble at the very end before getting to like you know the Super Bowl of the World Series, or they would lose in like the Super Bowl. We had the Phillies win in two thousand eight, but like growing up, it was like. Philly sports were always like the bridesmaid, never the bride. And now it's like, we're, you're, we're so full. It's like that meme of that person with like the cake or whatever. It's like, you don't, you have just so many things to pick from. We don't <laughs> talk about the flyers or the Sixers or whatever, uh, because I don't really do basketball, but I know Sixers fans aren't happy with the team and the flyers are rebuilding. We'll say it nicely. So, you know, they're, the future looks great for the flyers, but you know, it's, they're definitely, you know, down the down the peg there in Philly, and I'm not a soccer fan, but I know the Union have done well. Yeah, so. they did a whole so much recap. Stuff. Uh, did, how do you yeah, have the bandwidth? A, they did a recap on um, like two episodes ago of Welcome to Wrexham, where Rob McElhenney was like, "Look, we finished." second in this second in this second in this it was like the phillies made it to the you know lost to the braves in the nlcs and then yeah the union lost in the mls championship game and the eagles lost to the chiefs in the super bowl and he was like because they were worried about finishing second or something mm -hmm. and if they finished second then they wouldn't make it like this whole thing so yeah they had this like ridiculous streak of like coming in second in the championship or whatever and that sucked so i'm hoping that the vibes change this year like i said i would sacrifice the birds for for this Phillies team to win so I mean I'm still kind of riding a little bit high on that Eagles Super Bowl win from you know five or so years ago whatever it was now but you know just don't I can't sacrifice any real birds oh just no never <laughs> never I, well, I would never <laughs> Mary Mary speaking of uh, fall being a special time see that how was that, that was good that was good. smooth seamless <laughs> you you've you've brought a choice today to our pop culture potluck that comes from uh, a, a piece that you recently did for For the Win about cozy fall content, which I really love this list. And you picked my favorite thing on it to talk about, um, which is a lovely little animated series called Over the Garden Wall. And I will say a lot of times we do spoiler warnings for people who haven't seen stuff. I would say most people probably haven't most people listening to this probably haven't seen it. This is, this is a thing that is like sort of a cult following and it seems to be getting more and more known in recent years. And I will say, I don't really think this is spoilable. Let's try to avoid, let's try to avoid talking about maybe like the revelations Mm -hmm. of the final couple of episodes, but otherwise like mostly this is like a really just, it's a thing that you experience it's and real weird, it's guys. not really about real a weird. story. Yeah, it's it's like I it's told Caroline. Weird. Caroline started texting me as she watched the show, as and I she's know. like, "What are y'all showing me?" And I and I the thing I said back to her was like, "Caroline, sometimes you just have to show your brain some weird things." <laughs> so, so I mean, how tell tell me about like kind of how you came to this show first of all, and. Why do you love it so much? So I came to this show late, actually. Um, I know that this premiered, I believe, on Cartoon Network in right. yeah. 2014. What? I came to it, yeah. So it's it's nearly a decade old now, which is very under the radar. Yeah. Which yeah. is a whole other conversation that we need <laughs> I know. To have. I know. I don't want to talk about it. My friends make fun of me now for being 30 because I'm like one of the oldest in the group. It's tragic. Um, but yeah, my friends got me into it. I want to say 
five years or so ago, my friends and I kind of do this thing. Originally, we would do like, we would watch movies together in person, like once a month or something like that. But as you know, we've gotten older, we've, some of us have moved away. So we've moved into doing like things um, over discord and stuff. So we'll like stream movies together and whatnot. But one of the first things we did together was my friend sat me down and we're like, we're going to watch over the garden wall. Have you seen it? And I'm like, no. And then for the next, what, hour, 40 minutes, because it's 10 episode series of 10 minutes each. So it's an incredibly bingeable show. And then so for the next like hour, 40 minutes or whatever it was, I was like absolutely entranced by the show. I was like, I think I had heard about it before. Um, but after that was like, it was an incredible experience to watch. It was like, I, I understand now. I get it. I understand where the cult following comes from. So yeah, it's just... I mean, it's so hard to describe what the show is about other than, you know, two boys um, and a bluebird are on an adventure yeah. together. Um, and a lot of the episodes, the majority of the episodes are kind of like little vignettes, little like 10 yeah. minute like stories about they go to some place, meet some person or something or like whatnot. And then it all wraps up pretty quickly. There's like an overarching kind of plot and it doesn't really like like stuff happens more towards the end that like resolves it. But a lot of the episodes are very like, like I want to say chill in a way. Cause there are things that are not chill about it, well, but it's not like that fall ambiance that you just want to live in 24 yeah, seven. Cause they're, they're essentially, yeah. they're stuck in the woods and they're trying mm -hmm. to find a way out. And that's like the through line. It's like their adventures trying to find their way out. And it was, um, Again, I had not heard of this until literally last week or like two weeks ago. I think Matt has mentioned it twice and then he, whatever. Um, and it is so weird. And then all of a sudden you find yourself just like comfortable enjoying it. <laughs> and, and it's just this kind of like experience. And the voice acting is incredible. Yes. Um, I've got some bones to pick with, with Big Wart as a big brother very reckless sir mm. like don't let and wirt and wirt is is voiced by elijah, well, elijah Wood. Like, yeah. to give you to give you an example for people yes. who haven't seen it of like when we talk about this this having like a comfortable vibe to it i think that the voice cast does have a lot to do with that and it, mm. it's like sort of a mix of creepy and cute at the same time so elijah wood is one of the two main characters his younger brother is voiced by a little kid who is extremely funny. Yes. Um, his, and his timing, I was just looked, I was looking at his IMDb. I don't know. Like maybe he didn't want to do more stuff, but like his comedic timing and delivery is impeccable. He's yes. really funny. So good. Yeah. And, and, um, and the bluebird is voiced by Melanie Linsky, who's basically, I mean, for, for people who are online and we've, we've been like inundated the past couple of years with clips of Melanie Linsky doing, press for the various stuff that she does now and she's just like the nicest person in the entire also, world kiwi yeah Which, one of the one of our one of the great fake american accents uh, in the yes. entire acting community i would say absolutely and i was kind of like why isn't the bird new zealand that would have been great but, it's yeah. too much the new zealand accent is simply too cute we, we would be got, distracted and you've also got christopher lloyd as the woodsman i don't know yeah, if you guys have yeah. I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that the beast is not James Earl Jones. I know that another man's name. I think he's, is I think he's an opera singer is the guy that I know that the there's beast. another yeah. man's name listed. And I was like, yeah. there's no way this is, because, because this you're is right. It does sound very similar. Like, I was like, Why does this sound so familiar to me? But yeah. yes, you're right. The voice cast kind of puts you in this like comfortable 
environment though like the story itself or the topics are kind of uncomfortable like mm -hmm. yeah. the, the more you go through it the more like things like the it, the darker tones of the show yeah. kind of come out but there is like an overall vibe of just like comfort the show is warm like it's just warm colors everywhere pumpkins leaves like all of the fall it's, aesthetics. I, it's hard in town i know like the pumpkin town is really like maybe if i had to show somebody one episode of yes. the show that's probably the one because it's it is it is very funny uh there's a lot of good like little one-liners and funny moments in it but also it's got this like sort of back like like you mentioned mary like a background hum of of uh like creepy ambiance of that they're that they're basically it, it it's kind of like midsummer but fall <laughs> yeah like a yeah, fall version way. of the movie midsummer where yeah, there's this this fewer weird, people walking off cliffs. Fewer these sort of pumpkin people having a little maypole type celebration, yeah. and they're they're like is sort of very gentle mentions of like, hey, eventually you're all going to be dead, and that's just like part of life. But your kids right now, so don't worry about it. It's like very, it's a yeah. very, and, and you know what? Like that's kind of what fall is about a little bit if you think about it like i think it's a, a life bit, cycle it's yeah. like we're oh, yeah we're just I, I, gently, I it's very pretty out here and we would like to gently remind you that all things die eventually including you but anyways but anyway have some have some candy yeah. also i gotta say like one of the like also charming things about the show is the songs like the music yes. is just very like idyllic like it's got I don't know. It it's really hard to describe the vibes of the show in a thing. It's basically like if Cottagecore was just just fall, like just yeah. Fall. But like the the music is fantastic. I know Caroline, you were like you're never gonna get potatoes and molasses out of your head. I have <laughs> I the theme song kind of plays on my head in a loop during fall time. Like very I nice. listen, I listen to the music. Like I'll listen to the music while I'm writing because it's just like perfect fall ambiance music. Like whatever. Like not only just like the songs are kind of like folky and stuff like that, but then also like the instrumental music. Like there's just it it all really comes together to a nice package and i'm not a horror movie person like yeah we, like for halloween i've never been a horror movie person so like when i first watched this i was like there are some like there are dark elements here but then like it's it's all wrapped up in that nice cozy package where i'm like this is the kind of fall ambiance i want to be like in all the time 24 7 during this time of year without spoiling it i do want to talk about a little bit of so so the the two main characters are ultimately real boys from the step real world right? and yeah, yeah they're stepbrothers step and we won't go we won't go into like sort of the explanation of why they are in this fantasy forest you do find that out eventually but we see scenes of them from the real world before they were there and Stop, you're under arrest we meet some other Halloween <laughs> we meet some other characters that I think are really funny and worth talking about so we're the older boy is basically a super awkward um moody teenager who is making everything way more serious than it should be yes. and part of part of his background is like basically he has a crush on this and she likes him on this weird on this, <laughs> on this girl crazy. yeah she obviously likes him and he's mm -hmm. he cannot bring himself to speak to her which i think is he's great i think my favorite thing about wirt is the fact that he thinks he's not that he's a terrible guy but he thinks he's a loser and right. he kind of he kind of has like 
not loser qualities, but in one episode, he knows what like French Rococo style is for like yeah, architecture. Right. So like well, he's a nerd. Know. He's a yeah. nerd, and he plays right. like the clarinet and like the but, like, but he, poetry. But he doesn't. He doesn't see value in himself, even yeah. though like other people that we encounter are actually way bigger losers than yeah. we're. And he and he sees them. There's a character named Jason Funderburger oh my who God. is basically. I mean, you could not get nerdier than this guy. He's wearing like a like a green felt suit and has a really weird little froggy voice. And it's so funny to hear them talk about him and talk, and say, "Man, I, of course she likes Jason Funderburger. He's the total package." <laughs> When he's just like a like nasally boy that's yeah. like really is kind of the loser that Wirt thinks he is, but it's yeah. just so it to me it's just so funny. Like I said, that like Wirt thinks he's a loser, but in fact he's just a normal guy, and people seem to like hanging out with him. They invite him to things, and he thinks so yeah. like, poorly of himself. Like it, like I mean, he's Karen always surprised. Right likes him. He he's, like, realize. he's surprised that people aren't mad that he shows up at yeah. parties and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. so relatable too. Like I mean, like. <laughs> We all had those moments, I think, when we were teenagers, like you're yeah. so in your head about yourself and he just kind of like exudes that energy throughout the entire show. And of course, like he's the older brother to Greg, who was, you know, the like carefree child who says what he wants. I think I called him a walking distraction because yeah. early on when I'm yeah. like, you cannot let him wander like <laughs> This all happens. Like you have to keep two eyes on this kid at all times. Like yeah, all they, times. There's, there's a there's a part. The great. The, it's great hearing Greg explain why he does anything because yes. the answer is always completely stupid and great. <laughs> like there's there's a part where they're running away from something and uh, he's and Greg just yells this way and they run and it's a wall and he says why did you say to run this way and he goes I heard some frogs. <laughs> Which is just like it's such great, like it's such great little kid logic. Of, well, yeah. and the frogs changing names throughout the entire thing yeah. is so good. I'm not gonna lie; I'm embarrassed to say it took me a couple episodes to notice um, that, that the well, and like literally, yes, I, I think that I probably didn't notice it at first either. But literally, the show, the very first thing in the show, it opens with Greg listing a bunch of names, frog names. and you don't know what it is, and then he says. But I think the very worst frog name of all would be it's Kitty. Then, right. <laughs> it's, I think it's but Kitty. But he's just, I like that the show opens with him naming yeah. bad frog names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, I mean, it's the, as they go on this journey, it, you're right. And it feels so cheesy to be like, they learn so much about themselves. But like, that's what it is. I mean, it's an animated, I don't know. I guess kind of my question is like, who is the target audience? Not in a way that's like condescending or mean, but like, as someone who does not have kids, like, I don't know if this is something that, like, mm. oh, like, this really resonates with 9, 10, 11-year-olds, or, like, because I think a lot I, of the humor would go over the head of, like, real young kids. I will mm. say, my 12-year-old watched it this year and loved it, and I think yeah. he's, I think he's for sure in the target audience. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's, the, it's hard for, for people our age, Caroline, to, I think, I mean, this is sort of a larger conversation, but, like, the stuff that we would call adult animation, I guess, mm-hmm. um, right. has really changed a lot yes. in the last 10 or 15 yes. years. And a lot of it does really appeal to people in that like tween and early teen yeah. age, even though it touches on like some weird and creepy ideas and dark subject matter. But like kids that age actually love that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely like I definitely don't want to. Not, I'm very much in the camp of not everything that's animated is it automatically for children because that's yeah. just the only way to go through your life. Mm. Um, but this is, and I only mean to say, like, this is elevated enough, I think, that 
people, our adults, will find this interesting, entertaining. Yeah. There are some moments where you're like, okay, okay, that joke is clearly, I'm not the target audience for that. And that's fine. There's a few more things you're like, okay, that was, and a lot of it from Greg, because he's the kid. He's like the, um, but there's some, Melody, well, there's, there's also, there's a whole episode that takes place inside Greg's head, which yeah. is really funny and weird. It's I just, think that's the one I just watched with the wind. Yeah, yeah. it's basically like what, what would your dreams be like if you yeah. ate a bunch of candy and fell asleep? Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> well, and so Melanie <laughs> Linsky, right? Melanie Linsky. Yeah, Melanie Linsky. Yeah. I was like, are there more syllables in her last name? <laughs> um, she hates work early on, and there's some really funny interactions where he'd say something, and she would have some, you know, quippy response. But it's it's the, you know him when he learns not to be a pushover and standing up for yourself like there's an mm-hmm. important like and i don't say lessons because again that sounds so heavy-handed and like oh let me go watch the show about lessons but like there's so <laughs> many things that you kind of learn along the way about what and it's not just the main characters everyone that they interact with it's about not not assuming you know everything about someone when you first meet them <laughs> Tim yes Burke. Um, <laughs> yes yes that's yes. a good point there's yeah so such a great point yeah there's like multiple arcs where that's the or that's the theme of it is we you thought one thing about these people and you were it was the complete opposite yeah yeah and asking for help and finding your way what home really means like you know doing things selfishly and then realizing that like one it's never too late to like change things up and do the right thing and it's also like motivations, like why people are doing things, what the, anyway. So, and I could get into so many more, but it, I really did. I thought it was so charming. Yes. Um, it's, it really is charming. And like, like you're right that there's like some, like, I guess childlike themes in a way, but it's presented in a way that feels mature for itself. Yeah. And also the story is just good. Like the, like the way the, like everything wraps up, obviously we won't spoil it because I think it's better. Like if you haven't seen it before, if you go in kind of knowing just the basics and then that's kind of it. Um, so you could experience it your own way. But I think the way like things wrap up and the way the story is told and the way it kind of unravels in a little bit of a bigger way is just, I thought it was really, really stellar. So that's why I keep coming back. Even though I've seen it before, I watch it every year around Halloween time. I still like enjoy coming back to it. A, because you're just super comfortable. It's like yeah. I said, like I just want to sit, like I just, I would love to be in that world with like all the bright oranges and the yellows and all of that stuff with all the, the pumpkins and just like the wind rustling and stuff like that. And listen to like the music from the, from the show. But then of course, like the story still is compelling enough to keep me watching it again year after year. I want to be turtle rich folks. <laughs> exactly. we're, here to, we're here to burgle your turds. Your turds. Yeah. There's also some incredible <laughs> memes from the show. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's some incredible like memes and lines from the show. Like I always think about words, like the French Rococo thing. With that like, that was like, so funny. I think not, it like pulls it out of nowhere and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, the, the horse being like, I want to steal. Um, just there's so many good like things. I I also oh, we say need to go back into the drawing room. Yeah, I also say ain't that just the way all the yeah, time. Yeah, he says that several yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, that's just the thing that Greg says. I say that all the time. I'm like, ain't that just the way? And I'm like, it is. That is just. <laughs> I the also way. just re- rewatching it for this. I also loved that uh, there's an old lady that tells that tells Greg, "Don't call me old lady," and he says, 
yes, sir, young man, which is great. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, because he kept calling her like old lady baggins or whatever right. to her face. Yeah. She's like, don't call me old lady. He's <laughs> like, okay, young man. Um, the Matt, you said you're going as now that That's I know right. who everyone yes. is. Can I, you tell my, me who you're? My son and I are going as uh, Greg and Wirt. He's Greg oh! and I'm Wirt. He's got the little teapot for his head. <laughs> and uh and i have a i have a modified elf hat and a cape so that's such a comfy costume yes <laughs> yeah it's all it's actually like pretty low lift as yeah, costumes go yeah. but you got you got to have the other one with you or it doesn't work so yeah, yeah. so it's yeah a, my, it's a great costume set i highly about? highly agree with it yeah there it'll be something... it'll be good with for for the weather we have here too which is there, moderate was, there was some oh when <laughs> When she was like, I'm an egg. And the other girl was like, we know. Patricia, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, the way that the characters talk is just, like, so for some reason, very funny. I can't describe it. They're, like, they yeah, everyone knows to you're each an other. Egg. Yeah, like, it's just the, it's, it's like you just got dropped into, like, just a scene from people's lives. Like, there's yeah. no yeah. explanation. You just kind of, like, roll with what you're given yeah. and stuff like that. And just, it feels so natural. I do, li- I do like that. that about it. I mean, the whole show is that way. But every little mini story is also like that. That you're, like, there's, it's the, what's happening here is a lot bigger than what you're going to be allowed to know and find out about. And so you're just seeing this, like, you're being, like you said, you're being dropped into this, this, very strange little world that has would, its own rules. I would take the frog riverboat. Yeah, like the, one of the episodes great. just starts on a riverboat with frogs. Like you get like one line as to how they got on there, and they kind of yeah. like it's like the impetus for the things that happen on it. But yeah, but they just kind of drop you into mm-hmm. scenarios, and like you know your characters by now, so you just are enjoying yeah. how they interact with one another in a new scenario, and as they learn new stuff. I think so. George Washington's naked. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I also another great wordism. I really enjoy Word as a character. Yes, he's got some questionable brother tendencies, but as an yeah. older sibling myself, I I understand the like. He ran by him at one point when he was like, "Run!" Like when the beast in the first episode. Oh yeah, he left him. He just you, left him. In yeah, the he's room. always like, in front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when words, uh, they were talking about playing the bassoon or something like that. Like that, he's like, "I don't have the embouchure for it." I'm like, "What a nerd!" <laughs> like that is like as like a person who was a a musical kid growing up, like just. <laughs> What a nerd you are! Just like pinch his little cheeks and be like, "What a, you're just an adorable little boy." Elijah Wood was so good. Yes, that's who you That's, want. So that's who you want in something like this for yes. sure. He's he's our he's one of our great seasonal boys. I would say <laughs> in Frodo, American culture, Frodo did great. He yeah. did. He really does. I, and I think that's part of the reason why that the, I mean, we talked about it when we talked about the voice actors that like they really all elevate their game and like Elijah Wood just brings something to that role that like. You know, it it feels like you're able to relate to him, even though you are kind of annoyed with some of the decisions he's making. Yeah. So, it, yeah, uh, the voice also, cast. Also, Wirt would definitely be a Lord of the Works. You know, like yes, <laughs> Wirt oh, definitely, yeah. absolutely definitely has dr- like dress up. As no, Wirt, Wirt has read the Silmarillion already for sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, go check out the show if you have not seen it yet. It's on Hulu. Uh, highly recommend it. It's it's great for this time of year, and um, I, I I really do hope more people watch it and and become familiar with it because it seems like it's growing in terms of the people who know about it. Uh, now we've we've talked about sort of avoiding the overtly scary stuff today, and that's a choice that some people make on Halloween. And 
I'm giving the two of you the opportunity to do that in our game today. We're mixing it up. We're not just going straight trivia. We've got, oh, I've got a complex set of rules that I'll explain to you Ooh, in a minute, which is okay. a very work move also that I won't, <laughs> I can't be normal and I have to explain yep. to you. Um, so what we're going to be doing today is your goal is you're going to try to build the best Halloween candy hall. Okay. Ooh. But I'm going to give you the option. You can answer scary horror movie trivia questions, or you can opt to just simply take what's given to you by a, a, a stranger, a person you barely know in terms of what I'm going to pick for your candy. And whoever has the best candy hall at the end, I mean, I guess we'll let the, the listeners decide and, and we can debate that amongst ourselves, but we're giving you the option today. And that is why we're calling this game Trivia, Trick or Treat. Chandler, could you please play the jingle? Cause this is Tricker, Tricker Treat. The bucket says take one, but that means all that you can eat. You know it's Tricker, Tricker Treat. Those full size bars are sweet when you go Tricker, Tricker Treat. Yeah. Yeah, just a oh. short one this week, so. Just it's- kidding, it's actually longer! <laughs> Darkness falls across the land. 6 p.m. is close at hand. Children walking down and back to terrorize y'all's cul-de-sac. And though you fight to stay awake, you start to fall asleep. For no adult outlasts the teens too old to trick or treat. <laughs> I am astounded because I, I gotcha. didn't listen to the show. I listened to the show because <laughs> A, it's fun, and B, because I'm a nice, I'm a nice coworker. I am astounded every week I know. by how you do this. I could <laughs> never. I am not. Look, I'm a writer, but I'm not nearly that creative to do this. <laughs> I, I could. You're just t- top tier every week, Matt. I'm yeah. picturing you sitting at your house and your kids hearing you just go. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, I have to. I have to do it when everyone is gone. It's <laughs> imperative to me. But yeah, uh, I, 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 you know, I had to throw in a jump scare this week, so I, I threw a little okay. fake out in the middle there. All right, so uh, just just a reminder. So what we're doing, you have to build the best collection of Halloween candy. You can opt to what what we will say is, you can say treat, and. You will you will be given whatever I decide to give you. You don't get to pick, or you can go with trick, and you will have to answer a trivia question. If you get it right, you can choose whatever candy you want, and it's off the table. The other person cannot take that item of candy. What if okay? we get what if we get our trick wrong? If you get your trick wrong, you do not get a piece of candy. So oh. there is a risk. How yeah, many okay. rounds? Okay, how many it, rounds is this? We're going three rounds. You're you're guaranteed a piece of candy if you say treat, but I get to pick it, and you don't know what my intentions are. I mm. I could be giving you. I mean, I'm not going to put a razor blade in your apple. Are we? I might be one of those weirdos that gives you a box of raisins or something. You don't know. It's too it's it's too long to explain the Alexander the Grape thing here, but. It's- <laughs> That is not one of your options. This is for you, Andy. I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but this is for you. That's deep deep for the win lore is is Alexander the Great. But yeah. All right. So, Mary, we will start with you first. Trick or treat? 
You know what? I'm gonna go bold. Give me a give me a trick. Okay, we're doing it. I'm gonna try. If I All fail, right. I might just go safe, but I want to try. Mary, this major Hollywood star made his debut in A Nightmare on Elm Street after director Wes Craven asked his daughter to choose which actor should play the heartthrob boyfriend. Oh, I don't know this. Oh no! No, okay. I told you guys I don't like horror movies. I, I was hoping I I was hoping that maybe I could get some knowledge just from like cultural osmosis, but this is not my field, and that's fine. I wanted to give it a try. I have no guess, but I no guess. Uh, wait. So what was the question again? All right, I will read it again. The, this this major that came out that Nightmare on Elm Street came out. Yeah. Uh, I think it was nineteen eighty one or two. Okay. Let me let me double check that. Uh, I'm also not that old. <laughs> I was born in the 90s. But you're aware of things that exist <laughs> okay, before I know, you. I know, I know. I'm just saying that like this is not my cultural touchstone. I am good at other things, but this is not. This is like All right, this is not it. Nightmare on Elm Street was 1984. 84. This is a this is a major Hollywood star, and this was his first movie role <clears throat> as a heartthrob boyfriend. <sighs> Ashton Kutcher wasn't alive this. then, was no. he? No, he, he was not. No, no, this is terrible content. I am so sorry. Listeners. No, it's okay. I am, I am just failing. Oh, God. Who are, like, actors from that time period? Mm -hmm. um, Think Brat Pack, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. Mm. Oh, God. Can I, I will give you one clue just because I, just because I feel bad for you. But that's fine. I would say he has been semi-canceled. Oh, God, there's so many people that get canceled. <laughs> that's so many people. Oh, God. Rat pack. No, this is not, this is not my wheel. I'm going to be so mad. Like, it's on the tip you know of my what? tongue. I'm going to, look, I'm not going to give a guess, but I want to hear what Caroline wants to guess. I don't, yeah. I, uh... I, I want to hear what Caroline's going to guess, because I'm not going to get it. But I, I'm, I'm looking at the confusion on her face, and it's going to kill her. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna get it. I don't think I'm gonna get it either. I can. I think I can see his face where I can't remember the name, and that's what's gonna make me even more mad. What so. does he look like? Blonde? No, brunette. Dark hair. Mm. Dark okay. hair. Um. <laughs> damn it! Just what is it? Who was incredible? Content. Johnny Depp. Oh my god, no way. Oh, so Mary Mary is oh. the Mary's funniest in thing is here. my first thought was Skeet Ulrich, and I was like, no, he's too young. But that's the like doppelganger, which <laughs> wow. is the funniest part. Okay, sorry. Wow. All right. It, uh, somebody who's seen a lot of Johnny Depp movies. Y'all have, really have the same sense of time and history that my children do, which is just <laughs> anything before 2000, you're like, well, whatever. It was all the same. All the same. <laughs> okay, you know what? I am I, I for funsies because I am equally bad at these things. I'm also gonna go trick because I don't want I to. Think that's very honorable of you. Karen. Yeah. Okay. I, it's more fun this way. <laughs> Plus, I don't trust you. You're gonna give me Alexander the Grape. <laughs> <laughs> the mask that Michael Myers wears in Halloween actually a Halloween mask of which famous actor? This is great audio content. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, fill, I'm gonna fill time because I can see all of us thinking, and I'm just gonna fill time. Ronald Reagan. No, it is not Ronald Reagan. Was that your? Is that? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I don't. It. Yeah, Will, I don't know. It's William Shatner. He is wearing oh. a William Shatner mask, okay. killing, killing his neighbors. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. Mary, trick or treat. All right. I'm gonna say treat because I don't want to end the board empty. 
Mary, you are being given raisinets. Oh, God. If I end with just raisinets, it's <laughs> terrible. I hate raisins. This is a quiz. There's <laughs> chocolate in there. Like, There's chocolate uh, in there. Yeah, All but right. at what cost? <laughs> but at what cost? I'm going to go at, trick again. That's vitamin go. C. Uh, You're welcome. All right. So Caroline's trick. going trick. Okay. Caroline. The producers of this 1980 horror classic chose its date-based title after seeing the success of Halloween. Friday the 13th? It is Friday the 13th. Taking Reese's, baby. Let's go. Reese's. Oh, my God. (laughs) For a second, I thought you meant date-based, like date, the dinner date. And I was like, is there something that's called like first served? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) Yeah, if you got it wrong, I was going to give you uh, whatever raisinets are with dates in them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right, Mary. All right. I've got to try. I've got to try. Give me me a trick. She's going trick. This 90s horror classic is credited with leading to a huge spike in the popularity of caller ID. Is it Scream? It is Scream. It's very funny. I just had this discussion the other night with my boyfriend because I was like, Scream is not a parody. It's Scary Movie that's the parody. Yes. Not Scream. That's right. Yes. I'm going to tell my boyfriend thank you whenever I talk to him. That <laughs> just jogged my memory. Oh, God. He took Reese's? Oh, man. Um, You know what? Give me Twix. Twix. Twix very nice. Very solid candy. And you get two me. of them. So, All right. <laughs> Caroline. All right. I'm going to go trick again because I feel like the only way I can... <laughs> I don't three, three, right? Yeah, she just absolutely. I mean, that was way bolder than me. Look, this I just get points on the board, but this tells I, I you what it. this really tells you what Caroline thinks of me as a person is that she does not. Trust <laughs> I don't me trust all. you. I don't. Want, right. I don't want any weird Caroline any weird stuff. This it's it's I, I because I thought that you might go treat at some. I, I, I thought that you would pick Reese's. The question is Reese's Cups are the number one selling Halloween candy. Name two more in the top five. So we've removed Reese's. It's the number one. So two through two through five. There's four options. I have to name half. You have to name two of the two of the four remaining in the top five. Does Caroline get them as as her uh, candy? She does not, but she she could choose one of them if she wants. Is Snickers one of them? Snickers is not one of them. I'll tell you what, I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Halloween candy. Let me see those hands, Caroline. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do here. I'm not cheating. Oh. Twix? I'm sorry, no. What? Oh, wow. Kit Kat? Is Kit Kat in there? Kit Kat is not up there. Whoa, what is it then? It's the Skittles. the four the the other top four are M&M's, Skittles, oh, yeah. Sour Patch Kids, and the big surprise to me, Hot Tamales. Really? Oh, get out of here. Where are you getting this info? This is crap. Like a Hershey bar isn't in there. That feels like I know Hershey bars are basic, but that feels like a very like guinea answer. I don't know if they Look, I don't if know someone's if handing out king size Snickers, that's way better than a stupid hot tamale. We're talking oh. about best selling here, so I don't know. I, I I mean I guess hot tamales maybe has done a, a, a big fun size campaign for some Look, reason. Look, who am I to argue, but that right. yeah. Look, Mary, I'm gonna give you I, I'm gonna give you just a bonus one because I wrote the question anyway and you didn't get to it. <laughs> Oh, let's go. Oh, you were assuming that we were just going to guess the whole time. 
I just I had to have it prepared. So okay. look, this is the this is the counter to Caroline's third question. Barbie is the number one selling Halloween costume this year. I need you to name two more in the top five. Oh God! These are fairly broad categories. I will say generally. <clears throat> look, I know Swelsey is on the mind of everybody, but is, <laughs> but is is that one of them? It is not. God. Taylor Swift isn't one of them. Yeah, you got to think. You got to think about children here. Oh, children! This is Halloween costumes oh. that people are buying. Hmm. <laughs> Barbie is not one. What else has been? In, what else has been in the 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 cultural touchstone this year? I feel like Harry Potter is always a solid guess for these things. It is in the top ten, but not in the top mm, five. All right, so that is was little. Is Little Mermaid in there? We will accept Little Mermaid because Princesses is one of oh, the okay. top five. That's the number two. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. Because Little Mermaid came out this year, but look, is it kids? You said these so are. Like, I would say these are all kids. I now are there. I guess adult, I'm just like. Who's, are there adult versions who's... of these costumes? Of course. Because my brain is like, what do kids like? Things like Among Us and Minecraft. What are what are kids like? Swelsey. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure at first who the target audience was. So look, Swelsey's always on the mind. That's now. true. I mean, it's true. Uh, look, I'm just going to say Among Us for the memes. It is not um, Among Us mm. is not up there. The other, the other of the top. You're like five, firefighter, Spider Man, mm. witch, witch, and fairy. Mm. Oh, okay, they are very broad, but I see. Yeah, it. I understand. Broad. No I'm worries. Surprised. I'm I'm honestly surprised that uh, that witch is still up there after all these years. A real. I mean, it's a classic. I, a real I just, classic. Yeah, I mean, I just watched Hocus Pocus with my friends the other day, and it's like it's a classic. We have not discussed Hocus Pocus on this show, and we probably should at but some point. But we, we did, did talk about practical magic. We did talk Ooh, yes, about practical magic. Chandler points out surprised Bluey, a Bluey character, not oh, in yeah. the top five. Yeah. Da, 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 oh, no. I bet we'll see some Bluey this year. All right. Hey. Well, listen. So we we we, we end up with Car- Caroline has Caroline has Reese's. I feel good about this, guys. <laughs> and. Mary has raisinets, and what was the Twix. what was the other Twix. one you chose? Twix. So I have at least variety. So come you to me for variety. You're <laughs> going Caroline, to with a classic. Caroline's Caroline's got the home run hitter. Really, look, I know, yeah, but like you've got, got the dingers, Phillies dingers. <laughs> over yeah, here. Like you've got the Bryce Harper. I can't oh, compete. I just my... can't. I know what I'm. I know what I'm beat. But I'm just saying, if you wanted some variety in your life. Yeah, well, you can give a little small ball with Mil- yeah. with Mary too. But if thank, you want just this all dingers offense, come to your girl. Thank you, thank you both for for uh, allowing me to experiment with the form of my trivia contest. Yes. I, I, I'm I'll, glad I got one right. I'm I glad I got do, one. Right. I, I this 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 form is still very much in development, and I've got to work through <laughs> focus groups with it and figure out the best way to do this game. But I appreciate you guys putting up with it. Um, Mary, what else would you like us to? promo and where can people find you oh geez i mean you can find me on twitter i'm never calling it x sorry elon yeah we don't call it x yeah you can find me on twitter at mary c clark and that's clark with an e um yeah i mean i just kind of yeah right now it's just posting about philly sports but you know i do hockey uh in like you know 
my day-to-day stuff. It's kind of like fallen by the wayside because of, you know, football and baseball playoffs right now. But I'm a big hockey person. That's kind of like when I was hired originally for for the win, I, you know, did a lot of the hockey stuff. And I still do. I mean, as an associate editor, I do a lot of stuff. But hockey's kind of my thing. So if, you know, you want nerd stuff, you want Philly sports, you want hockey coverage, uh, come to my Twitter account. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I talk about video games all the time. I try not to, like, I try, like, I try and play cool and stuff like that at work, but I am a huge nerd. I brought over the garden wall to this pop culture potluck discussion. Yeah. And like, you guys know me. Let me say, know. let me just say, I, I'm, I've always been a big proponent of my, my social media policy is whatever reason you started following me. And to be honest, it's probably for sports. You're going to get all the stuff I'm interested in. So yes. deal with it. If, if, if whatever I'm watching right now, you're going to hear about it. And that's just, that's what you get for signing up to follow Matt Scalisi. And, and I've, yep. I've encouraged that on the Mary C. Clark feed as well. Um, we we mentioned earlier in the show, Caroline, you can go check her out on big screen sports this week and next week. She's, she's going to be on a, on a two, a, a two parter really. Yeah. Um, and I will be appearing on uh, actually, I don't know if this is next week. I will be on the bloody broads podcast who uh, we heard one of their two co-hosts, uh, Jamie Howard was a guest on the show earlier this year talking about Practical Magic with us. I will be on there talking about The Witch, one of my favorite scary movies. Uh, is that M. In Night? the near future. It is not M. Night. Yeah. It is uh, Robert Eggers. It is, Caroline, I don't know if it's for you, my friend. <laughs> it is real, real dark stuff. But yeah, we're, we'll have some fun talking about that on there. Um, and you can find all three of us, uh, our work on For the Win. And we will be over there and we will see you again next week here at Port of Water. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.